Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hey there, thanks for joining me on another episode of the Familypreneur podcast. Today's guest left the 9 to 5 in 2016, and within six months, she was able to replace her income and build a clientele that she loved working with. She's a mom to three beautiful children and a top social media marketer and consultant, worldwide viral sensation, and leading authority on storytelling through social media and Facebook ads. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to the founder and CEO of award-winning social media marketing agency, The Viral Touch, founder and CEO of Social Media United, the queen of social media herself, Rachel Peterson. Hey, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. I know our time is limited, so I want to jump right into some questions that my community and I have for you regarding TikTok. So when it comes to TikTok, most of the content that I see seems to be like funny, dancing, dog videos. And oftentimes it seems like a trend will get started and then people just take off with it for entertainment. So I'd love to know how businesses get noticed with all of the noise out there. Ooh, that's a great question. So with especially TikTok, what's interesting is most of the content that we see actually comes from influencers, which isn't a bad thing. It can just be a little bit misleading because we can assume, okay, this is the type of content I need to put out there. But actually as a business owner, you almost want to either create evergreen educational content or match up the trends with evergreen educational content that is the truth today, a year from now, five years from now. So it's really powerful when you start to kind of take the trends and add your own angle to them. And that's what I actually recommend versus trying to become the next big influencer on TikTok. And that makes sense. So is it okay to create like a mix of content too? Like Right now, I've been creating some dancing videos with my kids. You know, we're all kind of home and stationary. So they're teaching me how to dance, and it's it's terrible. Um, <laughs> we just got a new puppy, so now we want to incorporate some puppy videos. Can I keep that all on one account and have, like, kid videos, puppy videos, and business-focused content, or should I separate them out? Ooh, really good question. So the interesting thing is if you have a very personality based business, I think it can be helpful to sometimes add in some different elements of your life besides business. However, until you have a raving following that like knows your videos, they know your username, they expect to see content from you, it can be really difficult because every time you put up like a puppy video or a video of your kids, it's attracting a different audience and it kind of stalls Mm -hmm. some of the progress of your 
business-related content. But what I recommend is staying really focused in the beginning, especially until you get some massive traction. Whereas now, if I put up a video of my kids, I try to make sure I'm in the video so people are like, oh yeah, that's Rachel and her kids. But people recognize my kids and they engage with it just because it's them. So it's a big shift in kind of the recognition of brand versus just um, putting up those videos and then kind of having them be their own silo of content. And do you have on that same kind of topic of kids, do you have any issues with inappropriate content? Like, do you let your kids browse TikTok or do you have any issues with um, feeling nervous about exposing your kids to that audience? Oh my gosh, I would never let my kids just browse TikTok. It is so inappropriate. Um, I will say one thing that's been really hard is my daughter, she's nine years old, and some of her friends are on TikTok. And it's a little bit alarming to me, because, not because I'm judging other parents' parenting styles, but I'm like, do are they just aware of how inappropriate some of the content is on this platform? Like some of the content makes me go, oh, so it just is shocking to me that a nine-year-old would be on the platform, but TikTok actually doesn't allow people under 13 to be on the platform. And so anyone who's younger than 13, you kind of automatically get to say, nope, like it, does, it doesn't allow you to be on the platform. Even if your friends are on there, they're not supposed to be according to the terms and conditions. Um, but I really think that I'm going to try my best to make my kids wait until truth be told, they're honestly 16 years old or even older if possible before they're on platforms like this with free range, because there's just a lot. It's not just like a little bit of like inappropriate dancing, but if you get down the wrong rabbit hole on TikTok, you can learn a lot about really triggering conversations that kids just don't need to be exposed to. Um, but that being said, I do allow my kids to be on my TikTok occasionally. I don't like them to be a major focal point. They've never been a huge part of my marketing. And I try to keep it that way because it's my brand. And ultimately, unless I'm paying them to be models, literally, which is also an awesome tax loop in case anyone's wondering, um, I don't want to make my kids feel like they're doing all this work for my business or like I'm using them as props because that's just not the relationship that we have. But when they ask me to do a TikTok, you better believe I'm going to do it. I love that. I thank you so much for sharing that. And I think I've gone through with my kids and we go through TikTok together. And there are times where I have to swipe really fast because I'm like, oh no, like this, this is not okay. Um, so I love <laughs> that, that perspective. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you, I feel like you're also... You got in on this really early, and I, I've seen a presentation that you gave um, before. I actually watched the presentation from Social Media Marketing World. So I know you were, like, eager to get in, you know, at the, at the ground level, as, like a, a founding, if you will, you know, member, and you've really kind of grown up with this platform. And I know that you're, you're turning your TikTok followers into leads. So can you tell us a little bit about, about that strategy? A lot of my listeners, I, I polled my audience you know, before this call to see what questions people have. And I think the biggest one is how can I actually leverage this platform to drive traffic to my site and to generate leads? So I'd love if you could kind of break down a strategy there. For sure. So one of the things that is really helpful is when you recognize that TikTok is like an unlimited top of funnel, virtually untapped audience that you can drive a whole bunch of different ways. We have several different paths that we like to follow. We like to drive them sometimes um, to a specific link, which we've done with comment strategies. We've also 
we're beta testers on TikTok. So I have a clickable link in my profile. Not everyone has that available, but it's something that they're kind of testing rolling out. So that's one uh, avenue you can go down. You also can drive people to your YouTube channel. You can direct them to Instagram and have them DM you. That's a great way to go about it. You can send them to master classes. You can give them lead magnets. There's so many different ways that you can drive people to different avenues of your business. And all you have to do is just decide which one you want to drive them to. And you did touch on this. So the, the LinkedIn or not LinkedIn, I'm sorry. The, the Instagram and the YouTube links are like integrated within TikTok. And then I know I saw, I just went and added it, that clickable link. Um, so you have a YouTube video on how to get signed up for that beta program, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's available, I think, in certain countries with iPhones, but they do change it and then it rolls out differently to different people. So it's a great way to get a clickable link in your bio, and that can be a great way to drive traffic and leads. Awesome. Now, I have a question about how you're using, like how you're browsing and interacting with people. When you sign in for TikTok, they have like the For You page, and then they've got the following page where you can see people who you're following. Do you have like a, a rule of thumb? Like how, how do you spend time browsing and interacting between those two pages? Ooh, I love that question. So basically, this is really good to know. 75% of users spend all their time browsing on the for you page versus the following. 75% of time is spent on the for you page. I personally only go through my following, um, the following feed when I want to intentionally engage with my followers, but I spend most of my time on the for you page too. I want to see what's working and what's performing. So I like to spend time there. And then especially when I see people that I follow on my for you, I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. I love seeing, and I've seen you pop up in my, my for you page a couple times. Yeah. Um, so I also know on TikTok they use hashtags. So what is the strategy behind hashtags on TikTok? Is it similar to Instagram? Do you want to use trending hashtags? So there are several different methodologies for hashtags. Some people like to use trending hashtags, but I personally think that that brings a really untargeted audience. I do like some of the strategies from Instagram, but I'm a huge fan of using intentionally niche down hashtags that are appropriate for your industry that bring your ideal customer to you. So I use a combination of really small, like niche down micro hashtags with bigger hashtags, the more my account grows so that that way I can kind of work my way up the ladder of hashtags and discoverability. So it's definitely a changing strategy, but it's something that you don't want to just always do the trending hashtags unless you're just trying to become another influencer. Sure. And where or how are you determining what hashtags you should be using? Like those niche down micro hashtags, are you finding them from like other people's accounts or are they just things that you're experimenting with? So I personally do all of my own research and I search for um, different hashtags. I check out their volume. You can see volume when you search for hashtags. And so I create these hashtag banks actually. And um, the hashtag banks are really powerful because then people can grab the hashtags that work for them that are you know under a million views. I have certain like size, uh, kind of sizes that you want to use depending on how big your account is. But I personally do all that research and I find them just based on um, 
kind of hours spent sitting and searching for hashtags. I know that that's all <laughs> kind of funny, but I spend a lot of time researching the right hashtags to use uh, for different industries. It's yeah, it's a, I have a really weird process that I use for it. I don't exactly know how to explain <laughs> it. I love that it's intentional. <laughs> very, very now, intentional. One of the first things I did when I joined TikTok was to follow your account because I knew that you were already having success there. Um, and you've got a, uh, just so much content. Mm -hmm. I'd love to know any insight you can provide on how you come up with the content strategy. Are you pulling inspiration from other people? Um, like, where do you come up with all the, the topics and the questions and things like that that you're promoting through the platform? Yeah. So I do a combination of things. I spend a lot of time researching on the For You page and I create trend alerts. And so I'll do a lot of the trends with my own twist. Uh, I also, I come up with original content just as I go through my day. The interesting thing about TikTok is the more you do it, the more you start to see life in terms of TikToks. So it becomes really <laughs> easy to start pumping out more TikToks the more that you create them. And so I'm a huge fan of just like, spending time researching, taking notes, seeing what I'm discovering on the For You page, especially which videos are going viral. Hey, did I notice that sound three times? Okay, I think it's time for us to do that one. So I've always got a bank of trends that I'm going to use. And then also my original content just comes to me as I'm going throughout the day because my mind is trained now to see TikToks everywhere. I hear that. <laughs> I just, we, me and my kids do that all the time. We'll be just living our lives and we're like, ooh, that would make a good TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I know we're running a little low on time. I've got one more question and it's kind of something I just discovered is that TikTok has a pro account where you get, it looks like more analytics and things like that. Yep. At what point is that something that, that we should consider? Could, should all businesses consider the pro account or is there some other measure of when we should consider that transition? Oh, I think it's great to go to a pro account like ASAP. Um, I would do it ASAP because the analytics, especially as they build over time are so priceless. Like they're amazingly powerful to see. So I am a big believer that you should ultimately have a pro account and I don't see any negative like repercussions for setting that up. So I would go pro as soon as you listen to this or as soon as you, you know, end this podcast, or even as you're listening to us, I think that's really powerful. Good. Thank you so much. So I definitely think the biggest takeaways, I recommend people follow you on TikTok um, because you are an industry leading expert that is on top of all of those trends. I think that from following you, they can check out how you're putting that personal spin and then start to think about how they can put a personal spin for themselves and their business. Um, and then upgrading to that pro, that pro account. So that's three really great action steps for our listeners. Yeah. And I want to thank you. I know you're super duper busy. So thank you so much for squeezing in a little chunk of time to share your knowledge with our listeners. I'm so excited for people to listen to this and learn from it. I think it's going to be so powerful for them to get started on TikTok. And is there anywhere else that you would love um, our listeners to find you, follow you, or grab any of your resources? 
yeah, I have one resource that's going to be super helpful. Um, this will also help with some things that are hard to explain over a podcast. I have a free <laughs> starter pack for TikTok, which includes the A to Z of how to get started with TikTok, my weird hashtag strategy that helped me grow by like 52,000 followers in one month, and a training on how to get your first 1,000 followers. And Meg, I'm super happy to share this with your audience. They can get that by going to tiktokstarterpack.com forward slash free. Awesome. And I love that you called it your weird hashtag strategy. <laughs> yes. That, it is weird. That should be the official name. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, well, thank you so much. I'm so glad to have had the opportunity to connect with you. I'm so grateful that you asked me. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. That's it for today's episode of the Familypreneur podcast. You'll find all the links mentioned in this week's episode and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash podcast. Until next week, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur community. Bye for now. Don't miss my mom's next episode. Subscribe to the Familypreneur podcast and automatically get access to the newest episodes every week.